A little bit later in the week, we're back out at Cooper with Chip Darden. Chip, first talk about that opening victory. I said this on the radio this morning. You guys got pushed in those last two games, and I think your guys must have taken that to heart because you didn't leave much to doubt against Fort Worth Wyatt. Yeah, and it starts, um, you know, I think the, the term, the, the popular term is the grind of the season, and we kind of think of it differently that it's that we're not of the fun part, and and really, you know, the grind for us is off season and all that. But I do think there's something to it that you get, you, you go for so long since the early August, and we had such a hot year um, that it did take a toll on a little bit on us a little bit. But what was nice to see is that we went out that first week of playoff practices and. The energy and the tempo was just something that was different. That you could just tell everybody had a little bit more of a, you know, pop in their step, and, and I, I think that translated on Friday night. You saw it with the kids. Um, you know, one of the things that we were pleased with, we, you know, starting fast was a point of emphasis. We didn't think our last two games of the regular season that we started very fast. We let other teams get some momentum and really feel like they can be in the game and we that was kind of a point of emphasis let's get on them early let's make sure that we start fast and we did but what I was really proud of was how we finished too um, you know got a whole lot of kids in the game and got quality playing time but there wasn't a fall off in, in execution and fall off in what we were doing and it, that's good to see because that's hard to do sometimes you go in a long halftime and you're up yep. 49 to nothing or whatever it was at that point it, it's pretty easy to come out flat and just kind of all right let's just get through the game but we had a bunch of guys that kept playing hard and kept uh, executing what we were doing so that was what you know was really made us proud, really makes us feel good that we've got some depth that we can count on down the road. Well, and that's, yeah, that silver lining to that is you may, those other guys may not get to play a bunch as you move forward, but now next year, two years from now, they're going to at least have a little bit of a baseline of what it's like to play in a playoff. Yeah, right? absolutely. And, and I, I think there's no substitute for that. I mean, guys that have played, I would just say playing a lot of varsity football and in a playoff atmosphere that's at home. And, you know, it's different. Fort Worth had to travel a long way, but – but they brought their band, and they they had a, it wasn't like it was just a dead atmosphere. And um, but yeah, those you know that you know stressful reps is kind of what I call them. That you know there's there's a different when you're in a playoff game and you're in the heat of it, then getting those stressful reps are, are very valuable. Your offensive linemen are listening to you because when I talked to Aiden the other day, and I asked him how important the offensive line has to be as far as setting the tone from now on, and he said. We want to come out and punch the other guys in the mouth. And when you've got offensive linemen thinking that way and then following up, that's a pretty good two-step right there. Yeah, it is. And those guys, um, Coach Hayes, he, you know, there's there's a whole lot schematically that, that I think he teaches them well and does some fundamentals real well. But the thing that he he coaches really well and that those guys listen and they – they take it to heart is how hard they play, and and we just believe that if you got a bunch, if we get you know all of our guys playing hard, that we got a chance. And uh, part of playing hard is playing physical, and so that's how we want to set the tone. Um, you know, we've we've talked about it before that we know we got to throw the ball, um, especially in big games, especially in tight games. Um, but we set the tone up front, and and our tight ends are included with that offensive line that. They're physical, you know. We we're going to get a holding penalty probably once a game at least, but we'll take it if they're being physical, and that's that's kind of the mindset that those guys have taken all year, and I think it's shown on the field. When I looked at your roster again, I wanted to make sure I was right about this. You guys have a lot of experience in the backfield with your running backs, and a pretty good amount of experience in the secondary. 
that's two good places as you make a playoff run to have that because you're going to have running backs who know how to stay patient. We've talked about that before. Yep. And defensive backs, when you get into games against passing teams who aren't going to let one bad play ruin their night. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I played DB in high school some, and I coached it uh, for the first few years, and it's it's a hard position. You're, it's the position that if you mess up, everybody in the stadium yep. knows about it. And so that short memory is pretty easy at some spots. It's hard at that spot. And I think we've got guys that do it well. And that was a position we were a little banged up this week and, and had some guys that right off the bat showed that we've got maybe a little more depth than we thought we had. So that was good. But, yeah, those two, those two uh, groups are just really important for a team. And I think it, that, uh, you know, when you can run the football, you've just got a chance of being successful. And, and you talked about the guys up front, obviously. They make it go, but when you got guys in the backfield that can that can make you look good as a play caller, make you look good as an offensive lineman, just just you know something's misexecuted, but they can make something happen. And we've got guys like that, man. That makes life pretty easy. Um, and and so I think those guys, you know, not only are they really talented, but what you talked about earlier too, we've got a lot of them that have played a lot of football. Um, you know, Nehemiah Martinez played two years of varsity football at New Deal and played deep and made deep runs. Um, Isaiah, you know, last year with our deep run that we had. And then you've got um, Tyler Hairston and Jacob Dennis, who are three-year starters for us and played in, in the playoffs for three years. So that kind of experience, I think, is, is pretty important to us and, and helps the team. I want to save this for a story, knock on wood. Uh, we've talked about Tyler and, and Jacob you guys can change pace, change speed. You can do a lot of different things. If they're bottling up Isaiah or if they're figuring out Nehemiah, you can kind of come at them with a little bit of a curveball or a slider even. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I think what, what that does, Randy, a lot of times is it's hard to tackle those guys the, the entire game. And when, you know, when we can give, let's say Isaiah gets 10 carries and they're tackling him well early, well then we come with Tyler who's, really hard to tackle too and then come with Jacob with some carries by the time we get down to the third and fourth quarter it, it's just hard and and I think we've seen that a little bit you know there's some stretches especially early in the season that we were really a fourth quarter team we were scoring a lot of points in the fourth quarter and I don't think schematically we were doing anything crazy different other than little minor adjustments as the game went on but I think what we were doing is seeing being able to rotate four or five guys back there that eventually we're still fresh when the defense is kind of tiring out. So we think that, that that is something that we can do. We hope that keeps up. We've got, you know, it's important as coaches that we've got, you know, talented guys that we have faith in. You know, there's no – when Isaiah, you know, he got dinged up a little bit against Randall in the first drive, there was no change to what we were doing, how we were calling plays, because we got all the confidence in the world in all of them, and that's just a that's a pretty rare deal and pretty – Pretty neat for us. Well, let's look ahead now. You face El Paso Burgess next, which is 7 p.m. Friday at Fort Stockton's beautiful out in the middle of, no of yeah. nowhere football stay where their facilities are all beautiful out there, just kind of rise up off the yeah. the Permian Basin, I guess. What challenges do they present? I, I know that's probably a step up from what you face, but what do you yeah. expect from them? They've got some uh, skill guys that are really talented. Um, we think it starts with uh, number 22. He's a Jones kid. He's the nephew of um, the Green Bay Packers running back. Oh, right. um, Aaron Jones, he, he's his, his nephew, I believe. I may, I may be 
not totally correct on that, but um, he's a sophomore and just a just a good-looking kid. He's a tall, lean, but man, he can run. They do a lot with him. They they single him up at receiver, put him in the backfield at running back, put him at wildcat quarterback. Um, he he does a lot for him, and just the thing that you notice with him is he can run. If he gets it out in the open, not not many people can catch him. So um, bottling him up is going to be a challenge. Then they've got another running back, number 34, that um, he's a lot like our backs, just pretty big physical guy. He, he very rarely goes down with one guy tackling him. You've got to gang tackle him. And then the quarterback can move too. So um, to us, a, a three-headed monster and, and one of their other receivers is the most targeted receiver. So just in general, their, their skill guys are really impressive. Um, defensively, they remind us of some local teams around here that are just sound that you're not watching them going, all right, this guy and this guy, they're going to be Division One football players. They're, they're unreal, but they're sound. They don't give up big plays, um, and they're going to make you drive it. Uh, th their style in general, too, is similar to us, that they're not in any rush. They take their time. Um, the, the films that we've got on them, I think the most offensive plays they ran was 50-something, you know, in this day and age. That's just pretty rare. And they one game they ran like 34 offensive plays. And, and we play a lot of games like that. So two styles that are similar that, um, you know, we might be in for a, for about an hour and a half game. Who knows? But uh, it's just going to take – it's going to take us being pretty sound as well. And I think that's, that's what you get this time of year. And um, they're going to be a challenge for sure. Which you just hit on it. You guys have been pretty sound. Not just that. And as high school guys, they may not realize it, but who you've played to get here, the Monterey's, the Coopers, yeah. or you are the Cooper, the Coronados, the Clovis, those teams, you see different things. How does that come into play this week where you've seen kind of bits and pieces of what you're going to see against Burgess? Yeah, you, and you kind of try to do that every now and then with your scheduling, try to make sure you see some stuff that you might see down the road in the playoffs. Sometimes it you know, with especially how like El Paso works, you never know who you're going to see. But uh, it's funny you mentioned Coronado because defensively they remind us of Coronado a lot. Now, it, a lot of that has to do with scheme. They run the 4-3 the scheme that, that Coronado's run forever. Um, so I think that plays into it just a little bit. But you just see the soundness of it too, and that's what Coronado, we've always thought, they're just so fundamentally sound. and. They don't. They're going to make you go 15 plays in a drive to beat you, and that's hard to do because one little mistake puts you behind the sticks, and then you're in trouble. And so that's kind of how they they remind us of Coronado a little bit. But yeah, I mean, you know, we've played some really good athletes, and hopefully that helps us. I mean, every game that we've played this year, there's there's been some really talented kids on the other side of the ball, and you just hope our kids are used to it. They're used to that speed. Um, sometimes film. It's hard to tell how fast those guys are. You know, I hope hope these guys aren't as fast as Monterey's, but um, if they are, then our kids have seen it. Hopefully they can adjust to it pretty quick. When I talked to the two guys the other day, one thing I don't think you have to worry about with your guys is them taking an opponent for granted. They both talked about it. Every time I talk about it, it's like a paradox. You guys went the furthest you've ever gone in the playoffs, but that stop sign got you off too quick. Yeah, it, it came sooner than you expected, and that's with your older guys. You can tell that's a that's burning in their bellies a little bit. So I don't think you have to worry about them assuming anything, no matter who you play. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what you hope. And uh, you know, our talk as we got into the playoffs, and we were that Monday our first practice. One of the things that we talked about 
as a group was we've got guys that have played a lot of playoff football. And kind of what we wanted as coaches was use that experience not going, all right, how do we get past the fourth round? Use that experience as how do we get to the fourth round again? How do we how do we win the first game? How do we win the second game? And, you know, hopefully those guys are buying into that process of, uh, of how to do that because we can't worry about facing Wichita Falls Rider in that fourth round, we, you know, until we get there. And I know that's as cliche as it gets right there. But I think hopefully that's where experience helps is getting to that point, winning the first round, winning the second round. And I think our guys that are experienced have done a good job of making sure that that's where our heads are at. All right, that's Chip Darden, a couple days away from the area round against El Paso Burgess.